you're in business because you have an idea, a spark, a passion, and it's your gift. It's the one that you have and you're bringing it to the world. I know it isn't easy and it requires commitment. You have to learn both the mechanics and leave room for the magic every day in your business. And I'm here for you to help you make a profit. I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. I'm in this with you every single day. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride called entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. Hello, welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. So this is the episode on processes and how easy is it to do business with you? How enjoyable is it to do business with you? How much fun is it to do business with you? Why do people want to keep doing business with you over and over and refer all of their friends to do business with you? And if you don't know, or if you can't answer those questions, we're going to look at that today. Because being in business with something that you love serving and doing products and services that you love doing should make it so that it doesn't feel like work every single day. If you feel like every day you have to struggle to do things in your business, We might be in the wrong business and we may need to have a chat because we might need to talk about doing something else. And we've had several guests on here who are really great at being clarity coaches and coaches who can help you, you know, make pivots or decide what it is that you really want to do. I'm not here to talk about that today. I'm talking about how easy it is to do business. So let's dive in. I want to talk to you a little bit about the customer journey. Now, a lot of times when people talk about the customer journey, they're talking about kind of marketing and how people get into a funnel and how they flow through and do business with you. And then when they make a sale, I think of things a little teeny bit differently. I think a bit more about the customer's journey through your processes and how easy it is for people to find you, to set up a consultation with you maybe, how easy it is for them to give you money, how easy it is for them to communicate with you. How easy are your contracts to flow and follow? How flexible are you? And do you still have good boundaries? So even though you have all of these other things in place, because you have them in place, you have excellent boundaries and you can be flexible and you can do things for people because you have these things in place. You are able to decide when you want to bend the rules slightly, when you don't want to bend the rules. So let's talk about some things like when people first find you. How are they finding you? Are they finding you by referral only? My consultation business is primarily a referral-based business. I don't do a lot of online advertising. Uh, I actually don't do any advertising per se. I used to write quite a few blogs. They're still on my Entree Money Coach uh, webpage. I have the podcast here where people can get to know me a little bit. I have my uh, business over here that does products and people have watched me grow that. And I have gotten several referrals from people who either saw me grow the product side of the business or they knew me and they wanted to hire me because they saw what I had done for some other people. And then, of course, I get the just the plain referrals. But I'm primarily a referral-based business. But how do people find you? Do they find you online? How easy is it to find you? Do they find you on your brick-and-mortar store? Do they find you through, uh, you know, something else? I wouldn't say white pages anymore, yellow pages, but maybe that's a thing. I don't know. How do people find you? And when they find you, what is the first step to doing business with you? 
So the reason I ask that question is for some people, it can be a little overwhelming because they give you 18 different ways to contact. Some people will say, well, you can phone, you can call uh, my Google number, you can email me, you can text me, you can do all of these different things. And while that sounds like a whole lot of convenience, I have an unpopular opinion, and that is giving people too many different choices. I like to limit things to three different ways for people to contact you. So how people can find you to do business with you. I often like to have either an online option, like a messaging option, maybe an email option, and then a text messaging option nowadays. People really don't answer the phone like they used to, and voicemail annoys people. So how are people finding you, and how can they get in contact with you? And how can people, you know, also book things with you? Like there's Acuity online and there's Calendly and there's all these other apps where people can go straight to a link and they can book to do time with, to get time with you, to do business with you. So I have several of my clients on different apps where people can book time for consultations. And on those pages, there's also a little summary that we've built for them where they can tell a little bit about their product or a little bit. I'm sorry, about their project, or they can tell a little bit about what they need and what they're looking for so that when they talk to the business owner, my client, my client knows a little bit about the customer and what the customer wants. So having these little summaries is really a great way to start doing business because you're not going in cold and starting with those kind of nice to know you questions. You have an idea of what they're looking for before you get started. So a couple of ways to get reached, uh, reach out to you. Again, I would limit to three and maybe have a booking link online. Calendly is a good one. Acuity is a good one. I think there's some inside Kartra or Kajabi. Not 100% sure. I'm not a tech person. So you might want to do some research with that. If you have a tech VA in your life, reach out and ask them which is the best one for your situation. And I'm sure they can help you get set up on it. So here's the next thing. If you do have a consultation in your business, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to make it very, very easy to do business with you because I want you to give attention to your consultations. I want you to return those quotes around within 72 hours. I have found in my world, a lot of times people take a lot longer than that. And when people are ready to pull the trigger and they're ready to hire you and they're asking for a quote, a lot of times they want to know right away what the numbers are going to be or pretty close to what the numbers are going to be. And if it's a business owner who's waiting, they're probably going to want to put that into their budget. I am a huge believer in turning things around as quickly as possible. And I think if you have a consultation on a Tuesday, by Friday, you should be able to turn around a quote of some kind. Maybe you can't deliver all the services or anything like that, but at least get a quote back to them. Give them something that they can think about over the weekend give them something that they can make a decision on or maybe put into the budget. I also like an email response where people can very easily do business with you. Let's say they want to go ahead and accept your, your quote or your estimation. Why not make an email so easy that somebody can just hit reply and they can start the project or start doing the business? Now, this started for us, Mike and I, way back in 2011, when we started Unique Consulting way back in Georgia. And once we got our contracts in place, and we did contracts with some pretty big companies, we had put a clause in our contracts that said somebody can authorize the beginning of a new project by just giving us an email approval, and then we could get started. And the reason we did that was because, you know, it took a while for some of these contracts to make it through the wickets. 
And we didn't want people to have to wait for that. So please make sure that, you know, if you can make it easy to do business, put something on there that says, hey, you know, I'm going to go ahead and send you this quote. If you'd like us to get started, go ahead and hit reply and tell me when you are ready to start and give me a time that would be great for us to, you know, move ahead with your onboarding call or something like that. Another thing I would do inside that email is go ahead and list out what the next steps are. So step one is hit reply to this email and say, I'm ready. Step two, we're going to get you on the on the call with so-and-so, and they're going to go ahead and confirm the details of your project. Step three, you're going to get this invoice. Step four, this is going to happen next. And we're so excited to be doing this with you. Let us know if there's any way we can serve you. Put that all in the communication email. Make it so easy so people don't have to look for the information. I'm going to tell you, people are busy and business owners are especially busy. And the easier that you can make it for people to find information, the easier it is for people to do business with you. I am of the mind that it's never too much to add an additional line or two inside a text message, inside an email. I never assume people ought to know. I got an email the other week from somebody on something that was completely unrelated to an order that I was supposed to fill. And when I got this this text message, I was actually really confused. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Is this related to this? And they're like, no, it was with this other thing we were talking about. And I was like, oh, completely confused. Had they just said, hey, I wanted to follow up on this thing right here and see if you talk to them, I would have known immediately what they wanted to ask me about. And it would have cleared up all of the confusion. So take the time to go ahead and give that little bit of extra information. Put that in the communication make it easy. The other thing is if you want somebody to leave a message for you somewhere, make it easy to call you back, right? So make it so that you have a callback time. If there is a time of the day when you return messages, please put that in your voicemail. Please stop telling people you're going to get back to them as soon as possible. If you're somebody who returns your calls between 3 and 5 p.m., could you just tell us that, please? make it easy. If you're somebody who only returns calls, uh, you know, two to four, if you're somebody who's only available Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I work with some really busy business owners who have some amazing businesses. And one of them does estimates on Mondays and Tuesdays from five to seven. And they have a separate line set up for current clients that may need to get in touch with them, you know, for particular, you know, project issues. Do something like that in your business if you need to, so that you can segregate out the ones who are current clients, who have projects and things you need to do. And then the other people, you can give them a set time frame when you can get back to them. If you're you know, in that situation where you have limited time and resources, but let people know when you're going to follow up. Let them know when they leave a message, when they can hear back from you. Let them know if you normally turn around your calls within 24 hours. Let them know they can expect a text message or you're going to email them a link to the calendar. Tell them again, this communication. I'm a huge believer in over-communicating. My clients, my current clients will tell you, there's like, oh my gosh, she's on Voxer. She's on Facebook Messenger. She's got me on text messaging. She's got me on emailing. I mean, I do. if I need to get in touch or they need to get in touch with me, they can find me one of six or seven ways. But it just makes it easy to do business that way. And it makes sure that everybody feels really supported and that you're a good person to do business with, that you're going to be responsive to their needs. 
And guess what? We only want to do business with people that we really want to do business with. Gone are the days where we take everybody, right? We want to have these aligned clients, people who appreciate what it is we do, people with good attitudes, people who we want to do business with that have good, like we have good attitudes towards. There are times where you just, you know, clients just aren't a good fit. Even in the coffee roastery, we have people who bought our coffee once, they didn't really like it or they didn't like our vibe and that's okay. Our feelings were not hurt about that. It's just the way it is. And I would prefer that they didn't come back or have a bad experience again, that they came once, they tried it, it wasn't for them, and that's okay. I want you to kind of have that same idea for yourself, that it's okay that if you're not for everyone, the people that you are for, though, should get exceptional customer service. They should feel very supported that you are communicating, that you're being complete in your messages, and that you're being responsive within 72 hours if they ask for a quote. All right, payments. How do you take payments? So there are actually some stores that I still do business with that are cash only. One of them I have to drive 35 minutes to get to, but it's the only specialty store in my area that has what I need. But every time that I need to go to that specialty store, I have to remember they don't take debit cards. They don't take my business card. I literally have to go to my bank. I have to withdraw from my business checking account So I can go and purchase the supplies that I need for my business in cash only. Now, that is not to me the most friendly, user-friendly way to do business. It works for them. I don't find it very easy to do business. Again, they're my only supplier within a quite quite a big different uh, distance. So you know you do what you have to do. But how easy is it for you to take payments? Can you take a card over the phone? Are you able to take PayPal, Venmo, Cash App? Are you taking Zelle? I don't even know all of the ones. I know that we have Square. I know that we take cash. We're in a very small town. We take checks. When we do business with corporations and some of these other guys, we take business checks. We invoice people. They pay us by check all the time. We take checks for weddings and baby showers, right? How easy is it to pay you? Do you send them an invoice? Is there a link that they can go online and enter their debit card number? Are you easy to do business with? Is this something that they can pay you? Is it easy to pay you? Or is it difficult to pay you? Are you somebody who's like, nope, I'm cash or check, and you have to meet me at this time or you have to mail it? I do have some people that I mail checks to because that's the only way they do business, and that's okay. I choose to do business with those people. It's not the easiest way. I choose them for other purposes. But, you know, think about it. Are you easy to do business with as far as taking payments? How easy are you to pay? Think about that. Do you have online? Do you have a pay now button? Just run through that in your mind a little bit. And maybe there's a way to make that a little bit easier. And if you don't know how, reach out to somebody who can help you decide what lines of payment would be appropriate for your business and what makes the most sense for you, whether it's online or if you take a card over the phone or whatever it is, and you know, work that out to make sure that you are easily able to pay. All right, the next thing is contracts. How transparent are you with your business contracts? Are they written in this crazy legalese because you had a lawyer drafted up? And you know, do you have everything in there or even worse? Are you not using contracts? Are you just handwriting a couple of things and people signing them? How are we doing this here? 
when you have certain lines of business and you have certain things, maybe you have to put money, you know, into a holding account until it's earned, that kind of thing. You need to have some stuff in writing, have your policies very clearly stated, make sure that you talk about refunds, cancellations, rescheduling, you know, something happens and the job has to be moved or something has to be pushed off. Or maybe, you know, you're doing a wedding and something happens and we have to reschedule the wedding if they had to put a deposit down or if they cancel within 72 hours, what happens? Make sure that you spell that out and that your contracts are complete and people, again, know how to do business with you. They know what to expect. If, let's say, you know, God forbid, I'm going to some wood over here. My daughter's having a wedding this coming November. If something happens and we have to postpone her wedding, I know what the venue's going to do. I know what the caterers are going to do. I know we're the iced coffee bar, so I know what we're going to do. But I know what everybody is going to do. I know what it's going to take for us to have to move everything around. Are you that transparent? Do people know what to do? If you are in a business that has any kind of timeline between your sales and service and your agreement to do business, make sure you have some kind of written policy, some kind of agreement. Both sides know exactly what's going on, that there's no miscommunication, no misunderstanding. I know that sometimes there's some hesitation to take payments because of chargebacks and things like that. And so you don't want to deal with the credit cards. If you have transparent contracts, if you have transparent policies, if your policies are ones that you have to agree to prior to making payments, you should be okay. And if you have any questions around that, talk to me, talk to an attorney, talk to a payment specialist, you know, but make sure that your contracts and things are really easy, transparent, not in legalese, and people can, again, do really easy business with you. My final point was around flexibility. If you have consultations, payments, communication, and contracts in place in a way that people know how to do business with you, it's fun, it's easy, they know what to expect all the time, you meet those expectations, it gives you some room to be flexible. You have the boundaries in place. Hey, listen, I'm normally able to get these quotes in within 72 hours. However, it's my brother's wedding next weekend. Would it be okay if I get it to you on Tuesday instead? Sure. That'd be great. You're managing those expectations. You're telling them that there's something else coming up. People will work with you. And again, it keeps that reputational management up high too. Same thing with payments. I know normally I ask for payment in full, but it's okay if you have that this time because I know that you've been getting ready for these things over here. People will do that. It's okay. You can ask for things like that. You can tell them things are okay. If you are willing to do that, you can go ahead and move within those boundaries because you're going to set the boundaries in your consultations, your payments, your communication, your contracts. It allows you to have some flexibility. Go ahead and put things together in such a way that people are thrilled to always do business with you. They feel that they're being responded to. They feel supported. They feel that their money is being really well spent. People do business from people. The products and services are secondary. All right, I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerated Podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Profit Accelerated Podcast. If you want some more information about me or free resources, please visit my updated website, donkkennedy.com. Follow me on social 
at Don K. Kennedy XO on Instagram and on Facebook at Don K. Kennedy Mentor. I'll see you next time.